Hey, welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. This is Patrick. This is Chung. And we talk about the Golden State Warriors from an old school fan perspective, because if you didn't love them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, here we are at the start of the uh, 2018-2019 campaign, and uh, I'm pretty excited. How are you feeling? I'm really excited. Opening night is tomorrow. Uh, the Warriors are going to play OKC at 7.30 Pacific time on TNT. And uh, yeah, we've been waiting for this uh, for, for a while. We have to sit through uh, a kind of a boring preseason. Um, although there there is one storyline that still uh, is looming with, with, with the Warriors, right? Um, uh-huh. With Patrick McCaw. So uh, have you been following that? Yes, yes, I have. And to be honest, it seems like, I mean, it is looming, but it's... Uh, well, he has, just, to, he has to make a decision by tomorrow, I think. Yeah, it? there's just yeah. no... Yeah, I mean, and the the reality is it's a really weird play by him. And he's... Because uh, he's, he's a restricted free agent no matter what happens. So unless he just completely, like, mouths off or, or burns... Uh, bridges with the team. I mean, he's he's burnt burnt a bridge kind of already, but uh, he's an asset. So unless he does something crazy to make the Warriors just say, "Yeah, okay, we'll release you," you know, he's kind of he's got no leverage, man. Yeah, well, I th- to be honest, like as a player, he's doing what he has the right to do, which is mm-hmm. if there's an offer on the table that expires within a certain date, then he doesn't have to sign on the date that the offer is extended, right? And the, I think specifically the offer, since he became a restricted free agent, he the Warriors offered him, I think, two years, $5.2 million with a team option in the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have to sign it right away, but mm-hmm. it would make sense for him to if he was going to sign with the Warriors, right? Like, why right. wait? Um, get with the team, start practicing, get your reps going into you know, your, this this upcoming season, especially in light of the fact that he was injured. He got a pretty bad injury last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of it was he was probably he was probably seeing if there was a, a market for him, you know, outside of the Warriors. Possibly, if a team had a big injury of some kind, I I heard like whispers of you know the Spurs being interested because of right. Dejounte Murray being injured. But I mean, I think, I think you're right. Like we're talking about Patrick McCaw here, right? Like he is talented, but his game is um, it's he's a, he's a young player, and his game has 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 some has some uh, space to grow. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is. It's weird. It's just weird how uh, I agree. It's weird how he. He didn't sign it right away, even though you know he didn't have to. And also, it's weird how he's kind of blowing off his teammates. Like no one, right. uh, apparently, players have been reaching out to him, but he's been um, completely silent. So, um, uh, there, I've been reading a little bit about how his his dad possibly is 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 sort of steering the ship now, and he's not listening mm-hmm. to his agents, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like a a, a homeless man's Kawhi Leonard all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, really, really, not even a poor man's <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, but a homeless man's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, you know, and it's funny because when McCall was a rookie, uh, like I would say that he, his ceiling was like a, 
Well, not a homeless man, but a poor man's Kawhi at that point. It was a poor man's. Um, uh, people were saying he was a poor man's Iguodala, right? Like a like a well, not strong version of Iguodala. Right, and he was going to be like Iguodala's uh, replacement. But I saw like a little bit more Kawhi, and I actually thought when he and uh, and Murray uh, from San Antonio were rookies, um, I thought they were pretty comparable. But then, obviously, like last season totally diverged paths and yeah, well the uh, knock on murray was he was never a great shooter right, right. um McCaw, showed flashes of of being like a capable scorer um and and three-point shooter um in, in addition to his defensive prowess or skills but um yeah. one thing one thing about McCaw that always struck me was he never seemed completely confident on the court um, mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. he and i don't know if it was a combination of him being young, being a being uh, an an experience in the NBA, and also playing with superstars and right. having to defer to them, but he, I just I saw some tentativeness mm-hmm. in his game, mm-hmm. um, which is I think is a common knock on him, and I think another knock is he's not that strong, um, right? I, and one thing that I've seen also just an observation is he's not very explosive, um, like mm. he's a two foot jumper, and he got swatted quite a few times like at the basket like he kind of finesses it up there like a lot of times towards the latter part of the season when he was actually playing uh when he would go up for for layups or or bunnies and stuff he would he would just get swatted or he would uh kick it out because he knew like he just couldn't get it over the person so um the the, the limits definitely showed you know beyond just like the kind of weird drop off that he had last season. So, um, I, I really liked the guy, you know, like I, I was a huge fan of his, um, when like his story, when he, um, was drafted and how the second whole second round thing and how he was just kind of a, you know, complimentary player and, and, um, ended up on this great team that, uh, I mean, the dude, if he, if he signed or if he signs with the warriors, I mean, legitimate shot to get three titles, three rings in your first three years, and then um, flip that and turn that into like a a, a good contract. So, um, he, he, I don't know if his whoever like if, if it's his dad telling him during his second summer league after his rookie season, everybody thought he was going to come up and get this big ass contract that, uh, you know, like will the Warriors match a contract from another team? And now it's like, I don't, I don't know if they're still living in that past or, or whatever, but uh, I mean, I don't know how it'll play out because the Warriors are going to move on. They don't necessarily need him, but he's an asset as people have said, and he's um, a restricted free agent. So are you just going to give that up? It seems like the Warriors have, have, have started. I mean, they've, they've made some moves uh, in the, in the event that uh, he doesn't sign uh, or, or accept their offer. They signed Marcus Derrickson. Probably he's going to end up on a two-way deal. They just signed uh, Alonzo McKinney, who theoretically would take over a McCaw's three and D spot. Um, and yeah, I think I think they're only going to carry like fourteen players, so they've they, they have one spot left, whether that's for McCaw or you know to to maintain some flexibility. Um, the door's still open for him to accept mm-hmm. their offer, but you know he only has he has to wait he, at this point, like. What whatever he's able to do as far as accepting the offer by the deadline, I I feel like he's destroyed a lot of goodwill and the relationship between the team by sort of ghosting player the his his teammates, right? Um, yeah, that's that's the strange process. Like you know, like you said, yeah, he's w- well within his rights to not sign right away, but then it just gets a little awkward 
when you start, uh, like you said, ghosting everybody, especially these people who have experience, veterans, champs. Who, who, um, have, who, who probably looked out for you, right? And mm-hmm. the, the Warriors vets, uh, for all intents and purposes, look like, seem like they're, they can be pretty great mentors, right? And it's not, there's nothing, <laughs> you can't really replace being on a once in a generation sort of team, right? Like the Warriors could potentially be the team of the 2010s, right? With, with mm-hmm. this run. Yeah. And it's the perfect place for him to be. Yeah, especially without someone like Nick Young uh, in front of him. I felt like uh, <laughs> that kind of killed some of his confidence when he Shout signed him Swaggy over the offseason. Yeah, uh, and so he doesn't have anyone in front of them. They drafted Jacob Evans the third, mm-hmm. but um, is he the he third? Hasn't, uh, yeah, I think it says Evans three on his jersey. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, who is a guy who's probably not going to be in the rotation still looks kind of stiff and looks like the game is a little too fast for him on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, so, so you're saying we should expect to see him uh, suit up for the Santa Cruz warriors a little bit this season. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who said who's saying that <laughs> um, his, his shot he's, he shot horribly during summer league from, uh, from three. And he said, nah, don't worry about it. And then he shot pretty horribly <laughs> during the preseason. And I don't think he said anything about it since. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. So, what do you, what, uh, what, uh, what are the storylines with the team? Are you following? Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm big on uh, uh, Damian Jones. Mm. Um, he started all the games starting. in the preseason, huh? Yeah, and you know we've talked about this before. It's like you start Jones because you have to find out if you're going to pick up his his option, and you know what you can get from Bell, and you know that he has more potential. You know what you can get from Looney, mm-hmm. and you know what his ceiling is, but you just don't know what you can get from uh, um, from a guy who needs a lot of reps. And you know, watching him during preseason, he he's athletic. Uh, and he makes mistakes, fouls a lot, you know, still a little jumpy, but those are things that you get over by playing. So if you can afford to play him, then you put him out there and, and, uh, I like him, you know what I mean? I mean, the dude's a legit seven footer who's athletic. Like mm-hmm. people say he makes JaVale like mistakes, but like this guy's 22, 23 and he hasn't played. He hasn't gotten those, those, uh, the, the jumpiness out of his system. I'm encouraged Whereas, like, by the, uh, by the, the, by the fact that he, he did attend the, uh, Harvard of the South too. So, you know, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably pretty smart. Is is that what they call Vanderbilt? Yeah. They, well, they call, there's always a Harvard of this something, right? So, uh, yeah. Vanderbilt just happens to be the Harvard of the South. You know, um, uh, they call city college of San Francisco, Harvard on the Hill. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> my my cousin told me that when I was <laughs> younger. City College is a and, good, it's a theater school, though, right? To, yeah. to the, the funny thing is, it made me laugh then. It made me laugh now, and it made you laugh. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just like whenever you associate or you 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 uh, use Harvard in the same sentence as a or Harvard to describe like a junior college, it's yeah, right. There's gonna be yeah. some eye rolls. I, I took a film class at uh, City College. Yeah. Uh, I think I dropped it, but um, it's a nice people there. Nice people. Nice Nice doesn't mean Harvard, though. No, no. And 
Harvard doesn't necessarily mean nice either. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, right. I, 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 I think Damian Jones in the time, in the his spot minutes, he seemed fine. Yeah, like you said, young. There's definitely some potential there. I don't really know what his ceiling is. I know, exa- I, I, I know exactly what Kevon Looney's uh, ceiling is. Um, because mm-hmm. he's Looney has become one of my favorite warriors. I think he's just solid. He makes the right decisions all the time. Uh, he plays within himself. Um, he doesn't force anything. Uh, I think Jordan Bell has a higher ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's really, really athletic and smart with... But his game's different, right? Like, Damian Jones is, is more of a true center. Uh, Looney more of like a like a true power forward, although he did play some three in college um, and has some, like, uh, playmaking skills. But he plays mm-hmm. a lot in the post, too. Um, right. Jordan Bell, I see I see flashes of, like... I mean, people compare him to Draymond all the time, but he's a pretty good passer. Um, he is. He's yeah. a good passer. He's a and great he's passer. Start, starting to knock down that uh, the David West elbow. Th- uh, I've noticed that elbow jumper. Yeah, I like so, him. I like his hair yeah. too, actually. So, oh. <laughs> I like his. Uh, I like his choice in alcohol. Hennessy. Yeah. 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 That's what winners drink. Um, by the way, I was I was watching one of the um, Lakers Warriors preseason games, mm-hmm. and every time I'm always stunned at how like wide and how big uh, LeBron James is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I remember first time they played the Warriors played the Cavs in the finals, I was like, okay, you know, Iguodala is a big buff guy. Harrison Barnes is a big guy. Draymond Green's a big guy. You know, Clay Thompson six seven. And then every time each one of them guarded him, I was like, oh my god, like he <laughs> LeBron. Is so much bigger than each of them. Uh, obviously, he's taller than some of them, but he's just straight up wider. Wider, you know? yeah. He's built like his, a defensive end. Yeah, his, his shoulders are just like really broad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then watching Jordan Bell also guard him, I was like, oh my god, he's like way bigger than Jordan <laughs> Bell too. You yeah, know? yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, they're, they're about the same height, right? But like LeBron's significantly wider. Yeah. Right, and Jordan Bell is like a very like cut guy, you know. But um, LeBron is. He's not as wide as uh, what's his name, Carl uh, Malone. Yeah, but um, it's impressive. There's a there's um, a couple guys, a couple of rookies this year that have like also a very impressive frames. Wendell Carter Jr. from Chicago, he's mm-hmm. really good. I like him a lot, and he looks like he could put on like some more weight. And he's he's big. Uh, and DeAndre yeah. Ayton is is huge oh, and is, yeah. is a monster. He's already like a monster, you know, as a rookie. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he can move pretty fluidly. Really you know well. What I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's not like Greg Oden, clunky. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors T-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. So come celebrate the new death lineup with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Katie, and Boogie. Rep the Hamptons 5 and show some love for China Clay. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. Hey, let me ask you this. Yep. Um, I was going to say all this talk about Kevin Durant possibly leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm okay if he leaves. Hmm. Uh, did we talk about this before? I don't think so, but uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, like I don't want him to leave, um, and if he does, you know, it's fine. There is a part of me that thinks the what if of if the Warriors held on in the in the second uh, in the 2016 finals, and they didn't have the quote-unquote need to get Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant would have felt uncompelled to come to the championship team. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen peak Steph for several more years, like just as the unquestioned number one scorer, um, see how much more he could have done and more he could do. And if if Durant leaves, Steph will still be, you know, in the peak of his prime. Why, and, why uh, do you think... Why do, why do you think Durant is considered? Like, yeah, I've, I, he's like New York is, uh, is 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 rumored to be a target for for Kevin Durant, right? Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think he would leave? And again, just like what I said about McCall, it's a, leaving what could end up being like a dynasty, right? Um, right. Winning is the most I mean, important thing, and maybe 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 it isn't. But yeah, why why would you leave that? Listen, like everything that I know is from stuff that I've heard and read, and you know, part of it is, um, as kind of a basketball nomad, if that's who he becomes at a certain point, he's got his three titles. Maybe he wants to move on. Maybe he wants to play in another city. Uh, I don't know. I have no clue. And, and, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he might love it living, living in Oakland and then leaving for LA or wherever else during the off season, you know, doing his like tech investing stuff. And then, mm-hmm. Uh, whatever else he does, uh, so he, it may not even be an issue. But just because you know people hype it up, you know, I, like it's, I, I don't really care too much to like wonder if he's leaving because that's for other people to talk about. But I imagine if he's gone, what the Warriors would look like at that point, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because he he left OKC probably because he felt like there was he is he is like a basketball purist in a sense right he loves the mm-hmm. game and he wanted to he felt like he wasn't able to be in the situation where the game was played at, at its highest level while playing with the, the the OKC squad right and with Russell Westbrook so he yep. saw the warriors as that um, on paper the the best place to play you know from a pure basketball standpoint and he got that right he got two championships out of it um do you think like I know I know you're not interested in speculating, but I'm just wondering about like how he feels about his legacy, right? Because he's he's sort of been shadowed by LeBron his entire career. Right? He's always gonna, right. he's always been number two. LeBron's not going to be in the league forever, although he wants to play uh, until like Bronny is in the NBA, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which means he could be 40, which is crazy, but he probably could do it. So Durant's always been the de facto number two player. Um, plus. Everyone kind of hates him <laughs> and and <laughs> and mocks him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really sensitive. So would leaving uh, mitigate some of that, so, like uh, some of that, uh, you know, the the bad feelings he has about you know, not being appreciated or whatever. I don't know. I I've never talked to him. I don't know him at all. But I'm I'm just speculating. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, uh, I guess it depends on the situation that he goes to and and how, you know, he could he could go to the Knicks and. He he could go in the Knicks and they end up stinking and missing or being on the like the bottom half of the playoffs in the East, and it's like, uh, well, 
you know, that was that was kind of lame, you know? Yeah, but then, um, like, if he, like, becomes the guy who, like, resurrects that franchise, you know, it's... Exactly. You know, and it's the number... So, it's the biggest, you know, from a market standpoint, it's the biggest market in, in the country, so... Yeah. If he does that, and does he... Could, could that... Could that put him push him more in 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 a favorable light with the public opinion? Possibly, right? And maybe if yeah, probably if that's important yeah. to him, who knows if it is? Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny because I agree with you that he's always been number two to LeBron, and and people say like you know he's getting close to being the best player, but the way LeBron is going, by the time uh, LeBron really starts tailing off, and Kevin Durant has a chance to be the clear number one best player uh people are gonna catch him because he's getting up there too you know um yeah. say what kevin durant's 30 say it happens when he's 31 32 i mean kevin durant's not gonna be able to do everything that he can do uh now you know probably at 32 33 mm -hmm. so um you know anthony davis i thought before all the injuries a couple years ago was like the second best player in the league i think if kd leaves um uh, I would be very curious to see what Bob Myers could come up with to keep uh, to, to kind of fill that hole, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, and uh, with that salary space or whatever. Was it? Um, it's a, uh, I don't know if he, he's getting annoyed, but Lacob Joe Lacob uh, was answering a question about um, whether or not there's any sort of trepidation about KD leaving, and I, he had a some some. It seemed like a somewhat of a curt response like well katie's been on a one year every single year he's been here so it's the same issue every year that we have to consider every year right but i don't mm. necessarily agree with that and i feel like he's he was hedging a little bit because mm. this is the first legitimate year where katie could probably leave right and mm -hmm. yeah like he he got two championships he he did what he set out to do um he's a basketball nomad so you know Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with it too, to be honest. Um, I, I, part of me just feels like I want the Warriors to become like a dynasty, just like the the '60s Celtics were, right? Just mm -hmm. like the Lakers yeah. were in the early 2000s, um, just like the Bulls were in the '90s. Um, I want that. I want the Warriors to be to be to be spoken of in that light. They aren't. I don't think they're mm -hmm. quite there yet, right? Um, no, no. But if no, if KD stays on for another two years, they're easily going to be favored for championships in both years, right? So yeah, man. Can you imagine if like if they were going for their fifth in a row? Just silly, right? Um, just, this year, just imagining like how terrible this team has been for so long, and all of a sudden they become this dynasty. Like it just makes everything, all all the all the all the sort of pain and grief of following this team like just totally worth it, right? I mean, yeah. already I feel like yeah. it's worth it, but to, to have a dynasty on this on that level, you know, to talk about them on the same level as the as the three as the double three peat Chicago Bulls, pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I hope the speculation of KD leaving is, I mean, it's not going to go away. But it's just kind of one of those, to me, really like boring uh, topics. You know what I mean? It's going um, to be a consistent storyline throughout the season. Yeah. Hey, did you notice that uh, the Warriors, they signed um, somebody like this guy, Rick Celebrini, who used to work with Steve Nash as like a trainer or something. Really? Yeah. We talked about this, I think. We joked on a previous episode where we're like, oh, they should just get whoever like uh, helped Steve Nash 
you know, stay fit and good shape into his like mid to late thirties. Uh, the trainer, so this guy was hired as a trainer. I think he replaces Chelsea. Lane. Oh, okay. Who went to Atlanta? Yeah, uh, apparently for for more, more money. money. Yeah, we should be in the front office. <laughs> <laughs> Let like like all other fans think yeah, they should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when so when did he work with Steve Nash? Like I thought I read that he worked with him when when Nash was with the Suns, but if I'm wrong, I'm cutting this whole section out. <laughs> <laughs> just snip snip out of here okay they started they started working in 2007 so you're right so i, I was right okay so it looks like celebrini uh started working with steve nash in 2007 um when nash's congenital back condition started to get worse and he um even though he was never in like an official capacity with the Suns. He worked with Steve Nash very closely. And, you know, Steve Nash from 2007 on ended up being one of the best players in the league, right, with the yeah, Suns. So yeah. two-time MVP. Um, so, yeah, if he can help Steve Nash get to that level, um, he certainly could potentially help Stephen Curry, who is often compared to Steve mm-hmm. Nash, right? There's another another signing that I think is uh, just as exciting. Um Jaleel Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins' uh, bro- younger brother. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. He got signed to the the G League team? I think he's going to be playing for the G League, right? Um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's good to be the king, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. You want your brother? Sure, no problem. Opening night's tomorrow. They're playing OKC. Do you have any predictions? Um, I don't even know if Russ is playing. Um uh-huh. I'm guessing. He just, he just, oh, he's he not. That, yeah, he got that surgery his for that leg leg ailment that he has all the time. So yeah, it's supposedly a minor minor procedure, but you know. But he, they already declared that he's not playing. Yeah. Um. Then I think the Warriors will win. Uh, they'll break their streak of losing on opening nights. Um, I think that's just a two season streak. For me, tomorrow, like I'm very curious to see uh, Jones play against Adams. Um, obviously without Russ, uh, OKC is at a huge mm-hmm. disadvantage. Not just Adams, but also Nerlens Noel, who I think is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, yeah, just how he plays against those two different types of players. Jones had like a, like a decent game against, uh, uh, Adams towards the end of last season. But, um, you know, uh, I honestly think OKC matches up favorably at the five. Um, I think they, they, they win that battle. Um, mm-hmm. Because they have, you know, Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel, and we'll be fielding like a motley crew of Looney, Bell, and Jones, right? So um, that's going to be a hell of a motley crew by the end of the season. I think I think be so. Really I solid. So. I mean, even with Cousins in the mix, like yeah, you have every type of, you know, <laughs> like those guys cover a lot of your bases for 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 centers, you know. So I'm um, I'm I'm actually pretty high on OKC. I think they I I think they had a great offseason and you know Presti Presti has he makes those bad moves every now and then like the Harden trade, but then you forget sometimes how good of a GM he is, right? Um, he gets so lucky. Like I mean, credit him for getting Paul George, but I'm yeah. like, wow, that completely just that was to, to me that was pretty lucky to get him or else OKC is like going back to you know 
the end of the line, you know. You think he's lucky? I, f- I feel like he's. He, he, I mean, yes, the the Paul George signing was there, it was fortuitous, considering they they took a, they took a chance on him last year, right? Like hoping that he would resign. Yeah. Um, but I think they, you know, they're they got Dennis Schroeder, who at, as a backup point guard, uh, who will probably be starting while Westbrook is out. Mm-hmm. Amazing, getting mm-hmm. Nerlens Noel. Amazing, uh, mm-hmm. getting Patrick Patterson. Amazing. Uh, and they're getting Roberson back, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pretty uh, optimistic about how well they're gonna do. I think they'll do. I think they're gonna be pretty good. Um, yeah, no, they're a solid team. Um, I mean, everybody guesses that they'll be third in the West. You don't think the, they don't think the Lakers are gonna be third? Um, that's what I was actually gonna mention. Like after watching them, um. I think that they could put together a pretty solid season, assuming no injuries uh, with the uh, Warriors and Rockets at one and two. The kind of battling for three, four, and five, in my opinion, amongst the Lakers, OKC, and the Jazz, um, yeah. will be really nice to watch. I mean, that'll yeah, be yeah. Uh, that'll be pretty fun. Each of those teams is so different, and watching them go head to head will be pretty interesting. The the West is going to be very interesting this year, um, considering that uh, there's going to be a drop off from the Spurs, probably right. Um, there's going to be a drop off from I don't know the Blazers. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to be better. I think uh, the Lakers are obviously better too. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. T Wolves. No yes, good. there's a. That's sorry. That's that was. I was trying to think of the another another thing that's going to drop off. But yeah, the T wolves for sure. There, that's a sinking ship right there. What are you looking forward to the most this season? What are you like you're you, you're hoping for, or what are you worried about? Anything like that? I'm always excited to see how the rookies are going to perform. Um, is I I love I love you know comparing rookie classes and and this this past rookie class um is happens to be a pretty pretty strong one. Even like if you look at the Kings, they have two really impressive uh rookies even though they're going to be terrible right um i'm also excited to see how lebron is going to uh change the landscape of los angeles laker basketball um all signs are pointing to them uh being very talented and much better than they were in uh, the past few years and young too right the West is going to be challenging. I'm not worried about the Rockets too much, but I think, like like you mentioned, OKC. I think Utah is really good. Lakers. They're going to play the Lakers four times this year, right? Um, always mm-hmm. very high profile games. Um, and then I'm also, if the Warriors make it to the finals and they play Boston, I think Boston matches up really well with them. I think we've talked about this before, so I'm worried about them. Yeah. Too. I'm not ruling out the Warriors not winning a championship. Oh, you know what? Actually, I, f- I forgot to mention. I think Dallas is going to be much better uh, with Doncic, yes. right? So I, I yeah. could see, and Rick Carlisle is a great coach, and he actually has a squad he could win with now, right? So that's another team. Like I think the West has improved tremendously. Um, I mean, I, I don't see them anywhere past the no, eighth no, no, seed, no, no, no. if anything. But I think they're going to be better. I think Denver is going to be better. Um, so... Yeah. And I, and I like both, but again, like the, the common thread with these teams is really young, uh, exciting, dynamic players, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the Mavericks have DSJ and Doncic. Um, they have Dirk for possibly one of his last years, right? Um, so that's mm-hmm. an interesting storyline. And then Denver has, you know, the Joker. They have a great back, young backcourt too. Um, so 
so yeah, I'm 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 very very interested to see how the West shapes up. Or I, not not terribly concerned about the Warriors not making it to the finals. But again, like I said, if they do, Boston is deep. They're young, athletic, well coached, match up well with the Warriors. So my only worry is is injuries. <laughs> Um, as as usual, I'm looking forward to the Warriors Lakers rivalry mm-hmm. again. Um, as we've mentioned before, uh, something we've never seen, uh, the universe has never seen. And after watching a couple of preseason games, yes, they're preseason, but you know the average fan is sleeping on how good the young guys on the Lakers are, and you're starting to see them like kind of get more. I mean, they're, they're get they were getting confident. And now that they have LeBron to kind of bail them out for so many things, I think it'll take a while. They're not going to be like uh, running out the gate with a bunch of win streaks, but they're going to be good. And it'll be really fun to see them play. I think the last uh, time the Warriors and the Lakers made the playoffs was uh, the We Believe year, right? 06, 07. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. The yeah, Lakers were, yeah. I mean, the Lakers didn't make it that far in the playoffs. They they, they were eliminated right. in the first round um, against the Suns. Uh, but right. that was the first, that was the last time both 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 teams made it to the playoffs. And arguably, they have the uh, three best players in the league on the teams, uh, at least three out of the best five, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. I mean, even watching games on TV, like there were exhibitions at, in San Jose and in Vegas. And you could just see the mix of fans, you know, like yeah. so many loud Lakers fans, so many loud uh, Warriors fans. You're going to try to make it out to um, a game this year. Um, Since we live in LA. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. I, I do love the home viewing experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, remember we talked about this, right? If, if you want to see a Lakers game, you should get, Clippers season tickets and then sell most right. of your Clippers uh, the tickets and and so you can watch Clippers Lakers game right so yeah, um, yeah. Lakers Warriors is gonna be really expensive I'm I'm still saving up to watch the Warriors play the Orlando Magic at the Chase Center With next your dad year. right yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that's right that's right <laughs> so I, I ain't breaking the piggy bank well um, I would I, maybe I would say the people are saying the Phoenix Suns are like the Orlando Magic of the West now right so maybe you can catch a Suns game oh my God they're gonna be so much better than the Magic but um, <laughs> I would I, if Booker's playing then that well, they is just fired their GM like watch. a week before the season started so yeah they're starting they'll. I'll be asking uh, to be traded soon. Yeah, um, and it's funny, right? Because uh, that's the guy that want wanted um, Aiden, and uh, and the guy coached Donkic. Yeah. Um, so it's like, eh. I still can't believe the uh, the Hawks traded um, Donkic for uh, Trey Young. You know, yeah. That's- Although Trey Young, uh, he's he sort of redeemed himself in the preseason. Did you see that game winner he made from? Uh- like 30 feet. I did. I did. I did. But ballsy uh, shot. Eh, not that ballsy. They're, they're, they're tied at home in a preseason game against the Spurs. I guess so. Yeah. It's low, you low stakes. Very low stakes. You're right. You destroyed the, that's, a, that's the only time you take the shot. <laughs> yeah, you destroyed my logic there. That's great. Although yeah. like it's, it's cool, right? Like there's that, that, that is the NBA that we're, uh, that is the generation that we're looking at right now, right? The, the, the generation yeah. that would just jack threes from 30 feet away to win the game yep yep yeah yeah uh thanks steph yeah i thought i shot a lot of like three pointers when i was in high school <laughs> i mean that's sort of my game too i i have irrational confidence so i'll just start jacking it from a, from three like even though i'm a very low percentage shooter so yeah yeah because when i make it you know, wow 
that 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 dopamine hit is is pretty spectacular. <laughs> you know, when I when I watched Jacob Evans uh, shoot, mm-hmm. it was it'd be always be close, but like clank. You know what I mean? Because his shot is either short mm-hmm. or off to the side, which is not a good sign for an NBA player. It's an okay sign for a teenager. <laughs> Who's not going anywhere? <laughs> well, when he gets but, his uh, uh, when he gets his reps in the in the G League, he's uh, yeah. Know, maybe he'll be. Hey, also, like he's the twenty eighth pick. Like you don't really expect a lot of a out of a like for a sure. low yeah. pick, right? So yeah, I think the Warriors um, fans, uh, uh, myself included, like we kind of forget how lucky they've been with Bell and well McCaw two years ago. Yeah, um, that they were able to produce so quickly. All right, well, that wraps up our final preseason episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. All right. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also check out the website, oaklandwarriors.com. I'm Patrick. I'm Chuck. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Jeff Oki as well as Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And... Go Dubs.